for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10, Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye Podcast. You're welcome to our review show and we're looking back at the quarterfinals of the Intermediate Championship. We're discussing the two with Barry Flynn um, from the Saturday games in the athletic grounds and also Friday night game in Davenport Park between St Paul's and Tones. and we'll have an interview coming up from Sunday's clash between College Lallan and Cullerville as well. We're in the athletic grounds at the minute and we're just back from the two games that took place so Barry we'll start with them and we'll start with the one that we're only after witnessing. You were on our TV for this, it was Billy coming up against Tully Sarn and probably I would admit I, I was right off Blake. I felt Tully Sarn going to win this game. Now they did win it, but just maybe not as comfortably as someone predicted. Yeah, I thought coming into it that Blake had a real chance at, at sneaking a win here. Just based on them back through league results and things like that, Tully Sarn hadn't been winning tight games. Blake over the, the last few years have been in these big championship games that have been very tight. Say in the family, at least come take us the extra time again. Um, you know, there we got it in there. But the only thing you can say is they really did with their boots on. Hit 20 points and lose a, lose a championship game that they are an, an underdog in. You know, it's, a, it's a bit hard for them to, to, to take right now, I'd say. But they made a real fist of it. And to, to be honest, Tully Sarn made a really good game as well. You know, both teams went at it. I thought it would be a defensive affair and, and it wasn't. They, they both went out, went out for a shootout and, and it was really, really enjoyable to watch. I really enjoyed it. And the goals, obviously, they made the difference. Tully Song got one after, two, um, I think it was two or three minutes, maybe. Peggy Comiskey got a goal, and then Gavin Holland got one in the second half. And like when you're conceding goals at this this level, it takes a lot to, to get that back. And it just it helped Tully Song in a bit of a, a lead. Yeah, and Blake had um, had a good enough record over over the season about keeping clean sheets. And Tully Song, when the goal chances presented themselves, they really nailed them. Like that second one from Gavin Holland was. Brilliant finish, you know, and they obviously smelled blood from it just a wee bit out. You know, the, the ball was headed off, flicked across, and bang, it was in the net. And uh, Balik at the same time had their goal chances too, and just didn't take them. Uh, Fergus Quinn came through on one just after he came on, probably right move with the wrong man at the end of it. And then the second half, uh, it was Drew McFarry, and then on the six yard box, and. Maybe an opportunity around keeper, but it's easy to say that from, from the stands, you know, when you're in there, you can make um, decisions straight away and keeper could down there and smother it. And that, if one of them chances to win, but they are in the draw for a semi final. And, you know, what a story there I had over the last few years, beating a junior final, go and win it. Yeah, and they really made their mark in this championship. Um, but it is that old saying, goals win games. If you can stop them, you know, you'll put yourself in with a shout, albeit Tully Sarn will want to look at their defensive system for, for a semi-final over the drop. And I suppose, just on the league, um, I sort of said in our preview show that I, think, I thought Callum O'Neill was out for the year, and I think that was the whispers, but 
he came in the day him, himself and Fergus when more tugged out last week against Fork Hill. They both came in and they made an impact. I think Callum got three points after coming in and just a, a solid target ball on the yeah, edge square. He made a big difference um, for Blake and he gave him a bit more of, of a, a point to attack from. It was a risk, no doubt it was a risk, but we're probably thinking, right, the season's over. Either way, if, if they lose here, the season's over. Uh, from what I read, he needs surgery on the shoulder. It's the third time that the surgery has cracked up on him, and it needs to be fixed. Uh, but to be fair, then uh, he got strapped up and, and said, "Look, if this game's in the net pot, I want I want to be a part of this." And you know that's great to have in your club. You know somebody that that'll do that, and you know he's obviously I'd imagine he'd be sore the night. You know after whatever he encounters, he might be with the game wear off, but. You know, he wanted to be a part of that, and you know, they very, very nearly pulled it off. And I thought, that, you know, without Callum, I think Billy needed to win midfield, and he wasn't going to be playing. Then James McCarran was off injured. I'm thinking, what, what made this work out for now? And Billy just took over at that point. And Tully Sarn seemed to go into their shell a bit. Um, you know, they were, they were so close there, but fair play to Callum, he, he, he threw himself into the mix there for them. And, kind of asked for much more out of him, to be honest. And just on, on Tully Sarton then, um, I think by my count, Blake scored six of the last eight points to bring it back to a one-point game. That's obviously concerning for Tully Sarton now. It must be mentioned that a part of that time Martin Cable was off with the black yard, so obviously Tully Sarton got point down, but that'll be concerning that they let Blake sort of dominate that last 10 or 15 minutes. Yes, yeah, it, it definitely has to be, and the only thing I'll say is get into this, they hadn't won in a tight game the three the three big teams in in two A this year have finished above them St Paul's St Peter's and Shane's you know they had I think they had one win out of the six games or um, they beat St Paul's I think but you know the, that brings in nervousness and you know you, you like to be winning games and I believe they won ten games this year and probably saw maybe had a, had a long break after that league they got off to a bad start again cross but they really got back and obviously pulled away in the second half. They started this game really well, um, but they just sort of went to sleep for a while. Sort of. Now, they did play with a lot of energy first half, whereas both teams had all sat back. Probably saw them able to get forward a bit quicker. They, they attacked a bit quicker than Blake did. They were a bit more methodical in their play, but maybe that sapped the energy out of, out of Tully Sarn. A wee bit, they had an end goal down the cramp after 47 or 8 minutes. And that's that's okay, you know, that happens why they've put a lot of effort in, but Belique really, really turned the screw on them and you know, if one if that Belique goal chance goes in, you know, you're just looking at you're out of the championship after being in control they were you know, when they got the second goal they were six up, you know, another point or two and the game the game's over and, and I thought in the early part of McKeever going off in his in the black yard, they controlled the ball pretty well and they knocked it about and Drew Blake out, you know, and, and probably killed down three or four minutes, but uh, it just didn't seem to get back on, on the gas again after that. Um, and they'll need to look at that defensively. Uh, Blake have very good forwards, you know, Sean McCree's always going to score heavily enough, and other lads chipped in today. Callum Lee's going to be a threat in there too. But Tully Sarn, depending on who the draw, will probably face better forward lines coming up, and they'll not get away with it. Conceded twenty points, so but you know that's that's being picky on you know they'll say look we're in the semi final again for the third year, 
and with soft effects, that's a great place for them to be in too. So uh, they'll be just glad, glad that they're out of there. I don't think they picked up any injuries really, you know. Cramp on those cramps basically, yeah. but they they'll get that fixed, I'm sure, and you know they'll give themselves the two weeks now to get ready for a semi final. Well, that, that was the second of the doublehead in the third rounds. First up with Shane's and St Peter's, and probably billed as the game of the week, but a bit of a light time, maybe. It was definitely not as exciting as, as the second game. Now, albeit Shane Reeves will not give one down about how good the game was, you know, they'll say, look, we won the game by five points, we're in semi final, what well, I still want us to do. Um, you know, I thought Shane's controlled midfield for the first 20 minutes or so. Then the next thing, you know, I thought this game sliding away from St. Peter's, and St. Peter's just took over then. Uh, here on Mac's influence, we end a wee bit during that period, and St. Peter's go back, you know, get back to level. And you think, right, this is set up for a good second half, you know, and it just didn't get going. All our club played well for Shane's, he came out to the middle and caught a few marks off kickouts, um, and he was dangerous up front. But I just think that St Peter's will be really regretting how they played today. Now, it's easy for other people to look in and, and yeah, yeah, criticise is fair. I just think they didn't give this a real cut uh, and I was disappointed. Now, Kieran McCaffigan went off injured and that was a big blow to, to St Peter's in the middle of the field. Shane's got back on the front foot again you know, after that. Kieran McCann did have overall a real good, strong game. He got a lot of ball through his hands. Um, I just think that you know St Peter's missed missed the boat. Not in terms of a result. I'm not saying that they would have won the game, but I just think they didn't give it a, maybe as good a fist of it as, as they may have done. It, it it wasn't played at the championship base. It was like we were just waiting for something to happen and nothing happened. And the the game it felt slow. It was like this game's still hanging on to the end. And you know that's you know the winning team doesn't care. Losing team has regrets, but um, at the same time, anybody neutral's watching that think, oh, Shane's just snuck by that and it wasn't a great game. They're not there to put on a show, they're there to win football matches, and they'll be more than happy enough um, to, to get out of that one. So it was billed as a big game, and yeah. St. Peter's are one of the teams that could, could uh, stop this run to the championship. But Shane said enough. I, did, I do think that it felt like they played to what they needed to do. And, and to be fair, then that's what they did. When they needed to hit scores, they did it. Um, but St. Paul's or St. Peter's will have a lot of regrets after that game. And there was, there was a stage in that second half that St. Peter's did, did a couple of chances. I remember now Crane had a really good one at a stage and kicked away. And there was one either straight after it or straight before, and I can't remember who hit it. But they had ch- enough chances. And like, it felt like Shane's were dominating, but there was only two, three yeah. or four points in it. There was still time. For St Peter's to work something, and they just they just didn't they weren't firing well up front. It was yeah, the same in the first half. Like she was in control this half, and then it's level. And the same in the second half. You were going, oh, this game must be near over. And then you look at the scoreboard, and it's like thirteen ten. So it was difficult. I thought there was a wee bit of lack of killer instinct. There was a couple of moves. I sort of thought St Peter's had chances to make a goal chance, and. You know, they were happy enough for somebody to hit the shot instead of making a run in behind. Um, just look like it was on, you're opening up. But, um, you know, we're getting in for the chains are completely dominant up to like about the 50th minute on, on St. Peter's kick out. And then 
some papers are still only three behind at that stage and anything could happen but um, it was just a difficult one. It was a difficult watch. All the you know fifteen scores and the championship match fifteen points not not that bad of shooting but um to, near the end Shane's had attacked some hitters had a turnover in the corner back sort of position and they were breaking out and there's like one V four up you know, one St. Peter's forward, four Shane's men, and in the middle of the pitch, there was one St. Peter's man and five Shane's men, and they didn't seem to have the energy to get up, um, and there was no cavalry charge, it was just, they'll be disappointed, and I don't keep saying that, but Shane's uh, will be delighted, you know, oh, slight, slight bit off the, off the radar now, going, you know, oh, how good a performance was that really? They did what they had to do, and that's all you need to do in the championship games, you know, got through the first round, in the semi-finals now, it'll be interesting to see who they draw. In a championship run, you want to be playing a better team in each round. They'll be happy enough to have the, the next, get the next two weeks. Uh, Connor Mack get another two weeks on training under his belt with them. You know, he didn't play the first day. You know, I, th- I think there's more in the tank for Shane's. And the next, whoever they draw next will be up in the end to try and draw out of them. But uh, they're still sitting in pole position for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said, we're speaking on Saturday night, so we haven't seen Pulavilla College on yet, but do you think are Sheehan still the favourites for this? Obviously, given their league form, and that was without the two Mackins and Greg McCabe, so that's obviously a, a big boost in quality for them. Do you still have them down as favourites yeah, for the championship? I think that's a good result for them. You know, they have beat the team that finished second to them in the league, and they're, they're in the semi finals. I assume injury free and see anybody coming off today and uh, some of the new men are starting to get modern. Um, I think Mark McCabe's the only one who he didn't play today but um, maybe be able to come back in for the semi-finals but you know it's it's difficult you know you, you can only beat what's in front of you you know everybody with a white cross off completely so you know they handle that you know, fairly comfortably in the end of it um, I think they're still out front. Colourless will have to get there, uh, but they are a very, very, very dangerous team. If these two ladies are in the semi final, expect to be a brilliant match. Expect fireworks today, but it didn't, didn't work out that way. But you still have them in front. I think even St Paul's pushed Finden into full forward uh, for a couple of balls in near the end. Greg went just in back of them, and you know, he, he didn't have the same size, but he was just good in his body position. He, he just nudged him out of the way and let the keeper come for the ball yeah. on his own. Just sweet things like that. You know, you have somebody sitting in the middle of your defence that has them that wherewithal to know I need to go back in there now. You know, that's a great help for, for a coach or manager on the line. You know, when you get to these stages in the championship, you're roaring, shouting, lads, they not create it. They need to already know what's happening and what they should do in certain situations. So they'll be happy enough. Um, I still have them as front runners. Um, if you know, I know Tully's on game was more enjoyable there, but I, Shane's would, Shane's would be a bit more dominant in the middle third. I would imagine. Um, forwards wise, in a good shape, be a bit of pace about them. So, uh, definitely have them out in front for now. Anyway, um, and it's be interesting to see who what the draw throws up. Um, although they're not fair anybody. Yeah, it's hard to look ahead, and that's probably an unfair question, especially when we don't know the, the championship semi-finals at all, but um, Friday night's game, then, by Tones and St Paul's, 
Um, this turned out to be an excellent game as well. Probably didn't see it coming from a Wolfton's point of view that they could put up a score like that. But um, St Paul got through and I think going by reports, they probably just about deserved to, to win the game. Yeah. But uh, an excellent showing for the Jones as well. Yeah, totally. I suppose it's a, all them matches and Brian North Armour are all Derby type matches. Uh, Tones are always trying to make a good fist of it. You know, they were going to roll over. I thought last year when we played them in the quarterfinals, it was a they went out with a big enough performance and there was no Peter and he would be a bit pretty vexed about that. Um, I think they got a goal at the end and they did and they scored it. It was never they never felt like it was a close game, but you know, they've obviously went out and played a right a few wrongs in, in terms of the quarterfinal this year and it was a darn match for them. You know, they've made a real fist of it, they've obviously attacked a bit more intent than, than they had the previous game. But you know, the goals were all both teams come away go will be going, we could have stopped all of them goals up for both sides, you know, ball knocked in the box and it's pinball and it ends up in the net. You know, I think they're they're all from a defensive point of view, they're all preventable. Uh, I think some Paul's you know, they have work to do as well, but that's a good place to be in, they're in the semi final. Uh, Andrew Vernon probably had shaded not in the early part of the game but the extra time made a difference and um, we have a player like that you know, you're always in the chance um, you know some balls would be just glad to get out of that one and, and move on pretty quick um, you know, with a wee bit of experience off the bench they had uh, Lawless played this week Owen McConnell played albeit he didn't have a big impact on the game uh, and Tones would be good you know, they were able to snuff that out, but uh, by all accounts, the, uh, the experience that St Paul's were able to bring on made, made the difference. Yeah. Um, and Tones would be licking their wounds, but they've got to go away and look at where's the improvements we can find to stay in 2A after going up, you know, and you know, it'll take time to, to recharge the batteries and go out of the game next year. And I suppose just you mentioned them goals, I think those six and five of them came. From long balls in the score, so there's something to be said for kicking the ball in, getting it in. But it's it's the right times, you know. And sometimes you get to you kick the ball in the square at, at the end of the match, and there's a load of bodies back there because they're expecting it. Sometimes trying as early on in the match, in matches can help. Even if it's somebody going for a point and, and the ball drops short, like the, the first goal there tonight was definitely I thought of an effort for a point. And um, Mark Keewen they had it, but you know it's. It's where, where, where is the threat with St Paul's? Andrew drifts in and out from the middle of the field into full forward, but if he's in full forward, you want to get the ball into him. Like, there's, I don't know if there's any full backs at intermediate level that are going to be comfortable in dealing with, with that. And if he goes in, maybe you're drawing a better player from the middle third back to try and cover that. Um, I know uh, that Tom, on the podcast, Tom Moore obviously had, they were happy enough to let him go out to the field. Similarly, I would be too. If he's close to goal, you know, you're worried all the time and you can't push extra bodies away from there. But um, there's a lot to be said sometimes for just hooking it in and, and seeing, seeing what happens. Uh, particularly now, the games, the way the game's played now, it's possession and it's over and back. When you get to that stage, defenders are already back. So sometimes an early kick pass in, you know, all it takes is one break. And if you get one break out of three balls in the net, you know, you're, you're happy days. So, um, St Paul's have used that to their advantage before in the past um, Tones have got it like to go to extra time you, know, you probably just need a bit more depth off the bench or be able to get fresh legs in and 
um, and there, there'll be selectors no point saying any different but um, you know, the three semi-finalists that have had so far all of them are coming away from their game saying there's serious improvements that we need to make to win this championship uh, and that's no bad place for any of them and it makes it difficult to you know, difficult to weigh up in terms of you know, who prefer to draw who and all that the only thing I'd say is the other two, St Paul's and Tully's Harm most likely would not want to draw Shane and Beans in the next round yeah. or Colorado for that matter if they get through past Carlisland so um, that's that's the way it, you know, it works out you know, we just got to take each game as it comes if you know there's not you could go right St Paul's didn't cope with that long ball you start bombing balls in the next day they might have worked on pretty yeah. good. So, you know, it's, and, it, and you, maybe it's not the way you play. Teams sometimes get too caught up in changing their own style of play to suit other teams. You need to be a wee bit fluid in terms of your defending and, and how you attack depending on other teams' strengths and weaknesses. But, you know, it should be a general theme how teams play. You know, Colorado's going to kick the ball. Shane is probably going to run the ball um, through that mid third. Um, they have runners at speed and they'll knock the ball out to them but they'll have more men coming through the net. Polly Sarn as well I thought really good when they kicked the ball away they tried a few in towards the square and it didn't happen but when they were knocking that ball away to the likes of Marlon Markey were running an awful lot of balls in the first half particularly and then they brought him out in the second half but you know that, that's their style of play and, that, and how they like to do it so you have to be able to defend to win a championship you need to be able to change how you play a little bit but um, It'll be interesting to see how, you know, on Sunday's game, Thomas Lander right off, you know, going by boogies and all the talks about Colour Will, but you just can't take your eye off the ball. And then they're like, well, like, we're going to have a fist for this, even though they're not. I mean, just make up the numbers, so I think Colour Will will have enough to do to win. Um, you know, it's Thomas Lander, he's similar enough style of football to Katie, so, you know, I'd imagine Colourville would be in the draw, but everybody's eyes will be paid to see who gets fired out. Yeah, yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. That's obviously coming up um, on Sunday evening as well. But just one more note on St Paul before we wrap up for it. Um, I think they went in, they got a goal early on and went 1-2 one, one, to no score up. And obviously the Tones got back into it. And in the second half again, St Paul's got an early goal and went five points up. And obviously at the end of normal time they were three points up. And every time they let the tones back into it, so that that's going to be a concern for them that they have these leads and a bit like we were saying about Tully Sarn, they let the they let the tones back into it and they're going to come up against probably better forward lines now. So that that's going to be a concern for Shane McConville and the whole yeah, team. Every round, unless you've had a real bad first round draw in terms of you know getting one of the bigger teams in the championship, every round should be a stiffer test for you, and you need to have that killer instinct. You know that you know if that goal chance is on to really nail it and go from six to nine points up, you know, and um, St Paul's didn't do that. You know the Hads were thrown on the ropes and allowed them to get back into the game uh, a couple of times. And same with Tully Sarn, uh, and and it's the same even with Shane's in the first half. You know they were cruising. Uh, St Peter's are back in. You need to have that killer instinct to go right. We're three up. Can we get four up? Sure it up a bit. Just hit the teams on the break, go five up, six up, and just keep, you know, just keep building your score. You know, if you sit back, that's that's good. Teams are okay to sit back, but you need to be able to hit teams on the counter. I mean, when you draw teams onto you, it's very hard to get back out and, and get going again. So, um, not everybody's able to play that way, and sometimes teams should just keep doing what they're good at. You know, 
pull his arm, I thought when they sat back, they had just properly laid on them. They yeah. pushed right up. They had already been caught a kick out there. You know, the goalkeeper caught a kick out near the end. You know, they didn't have that ability to go and run the ball out. You know, because their their base attack threats is kicking the ball to Mark the keeper and Eddie Mallon. So, um, team, not just in balls, but across the whole championship, teams got to work on that and go, look, how do we kill this game off? And suppose weren't able to do that. And sometimes that's you know the other team gets a run and they always do when it gets close. But uh, that's a big learning point. There's teams in the country like Leicester like could they just don't do that. Yeah. You know, they control the game. It's played at their pace, and you know and that, that's what the very very best teams do. And um, that'll be something that all the teams will have to work on to, to go and close this championship out. And uh, as I said, it's like the front runners are still there. Uh, but the draw will be interesting to see. Um, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion by any means. Either any four of them teams on their day will cause the other team problems. So, uh, forward lines on show are all strong. Yeah. And that's what people want to see. They want to come and be entertained. Um, you know, when you get a game that's 20 points to 215, you know, even the break people out there are going, they give that a real go and they'll be delighted with their, with their performance. And I know that the odds will be disappointed but they can definitely put their chest out and they're going to get there and uh, they've done their club crowd tonight. Big time boy, so thanks very much for coming on boy and obviously when you're listening to this you know the draw, you know the result in the Colville and College Land game so um, we'll be back now with an interview from that game with a member of the winning team so boy great to have you on, thanks for giving us your thoughts. So I'm joined by Niall Rowland, he's only after coming off the field here as Colleville saw off College Lawn to book their spot in the intermediate semi-finals. Niall, I suppose just to start to get your reaction from that game, um, it was comfortable in the end for you? Yeah, comfortable in the end. Uh, we knew probably coming into it, we had to be our best. We played College Lands probably three or four weeks ago now and probably 50 minutes. We definitely didn't get our own role there. So we knew we had to come ready to go. Championship football, they had not to lose or the relegate from the league. So we knew we just gone through everything at us. But thankfully, we got a good start and we kept going. And thankfully, we were in the pot for the semi final. And the goals obviously helped. And I think he's had six different goal scores as well, which is, is good to note as well. Yeah, uh, I didn't get one myself. So I'm not, too happy with <laughs> not that. yet. Uh, yeah, no, good. It's good to get goals, good to get plenty of scores. Uh, James King popped up with a few fairly trainers, so it's good that we're not just relying on the guys inside to do the scoring, that we have a good range of scores, like, so it's all positive so far. And obviously the league, winning the league title has been a big boost for you and having such a good campaign so far in the year. Yeah, uh, championship, it's all about momentum, you know, if you can get a good league on your belt, you're bringing good momentum into the championship and thankfully we came through, the last game of the league was a tough one again in the league and thankfully we kind of kept that going now for two games. Uh, I know the next game will be another step up, but that's championship football and that's what you want. And I suppose, having won the league, you're coming in in good form, but is the hurt of last year still driving you on? Because obviously you've got to the intermediate final and lost out to Kerkruppen, and you've done it the hard way, you've beat all the, the big teams and lost the final, so is that is that driving you on all year? Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, one thing we said, we, we wanted to be back there. Uh, we probably had a rough maybe two years before that, we went on a good run last year in the championship, so we took the positives from it. You know, as I said, we beat three big teams to get there. Carrick uh, up and came up on the day, and probably with the better team, they got the pop patch and they really punished us. But one thing we said, we just wanted to get back there, talk of the game at the time, and I don't know, 
one tough game away for now. And how big of an influence has Kane Hatzer been since he's took the job? He's have really improved. Yeah, Kieran uh, Hatzer called a bit man to the bone. So like, he's been there, he's done it. He's been the main man probably for the twenty years he played for Cullivan. Like so, he's there. He's great. Uh, Amy Hughes and Damien Feeney's in as well, and the three of them just seem to click off each other, and the boys like it, and it's all going positive so far. And Nell, obviously, you touched on the semi-final draw. We now know that you have Shane O'Neill's, and I'm not asking you to, to preview it or nothing. We'll do that in a couple of weeks' time. But obviously, a semi-final, there's no easy draws in the semi-final. Yeah, no, no easy. Uh, so we, we beat Shane's last year in the first round. They'll be out for a wee bit of revenge, but it's a South Armagh derby. You know, it's it's semi-final the championship. It's going to be tough, though. That's why I've not us. Hopefully, we can do the same. And hopefully, if we show up, we'll give it a good crack and see where we go. Well, thanks for joining us. Everybody, we'll be back um, with our senior championship preview coming up this um, Thursday, hopefully as we look ahead to the senior quarterfinals. Make sure to follow us on all our social media pages and on YouTube as well. Make sure to subscribe if that's where you get your podcast. Now, it's great to hear from you. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Sean. Thank you.